Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We're continuing to talk about this week what's happening in our culture, especially regarding the family, regarding children. And we've looked at a couple different verses, but today I, I want to look at a different verse, uh, Isaiah 59, 19. Because with what's happening today, many people are praying for God to do something, God to turn this, God to change this. And, and this verse is, is a commonly referenced, not that everyone does, but it is commonly referenced. Isaiah 59, 19 says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You see, in our culture today, the, one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is the flood of what is pushing against biblical values. The flood of things that are in opposition to the family, to bringing up children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, things that are consistent. There, there's a flood of things. There's just so many things coming at us today. And, and that is a reality. There's just so many things happening. So just one after the other. It's just like you, you think they can't come up with a new one and then you turn the TV or radio on and, well, here's another one. Wow. You know, how do we fight all these things? How do we stand against all these things? It's just a flood that's coming in. And you see, and that is very much the reality right now. And it, again, is by design, you know, uh, you can actually read this online. I don't encourage you to buy it because I don't want them to get money from it. But one of, the, uh, one of the books that is really almost like a textbook uh, for those who are against God and against the values that America was built on is it's called Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky. That that book is a textbook. It talks. It's it's the rules for how to transform a culture, how to transform a society, a nation, or a community, and uh, and actually in the very beginning, uh, he he gives credit to Lucifer by name, gives credit to him, and with that, one of the things. In his chapter on tactics, he talks about it is not so important what the tactics are, but the key thing about tactics is to continue to have them. It's about the pressure that they apply and that you need to change tactics because if you keep using the same one, then it kind of gets old and it doesn't have its impact. You, just, you have to switch the tactics because what has to be done is you've got to keep the pressure on the opposition and wear them out, wear them down 
to where they really don't want to fight, they don't want to resist anymore, and so they just give in to what you're pushing. That's actually one of his key points under tactics. Well, let me ask you a question. Can you see that in our culture today? Yes, yes, it, it, is, uh, it, it is their textbook, if you would. Matter of fact, the back cover of his book says that his two star pupils that uh, have learned from him was Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Get the book if you want to see that, but it's there. See, Barack Obama was a community organizer, and he was a community organizer uh, with organizations that were aligned with Saul Alinsky's organization. Rules for Radicals. You, you look in the book, you see, you see the things that are being done and the approach that's being taken. It is very much by design the creating of a flood, creating too much to do, too much to handle. Keep the pressure on. Keep the pressure coming. Well, again, see, most Christians don't think that way because we think most people are like us and they'll do things like us. And, but not everybody is. Not everybody is. And you see, this verse says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Now, here's the thing. Most of the time, our praying is for God to raise up something, for God to create a situation that stops that and puts that down. Well, let's just examine a few things that God has done over the past because God is the same. He doesn't change. He said, I am the Lord who changes not. You know, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. There may be unique differences in what God does, but the basic principles of how God works is the same. Now, with this, let's look at the first occasion where we see the enemy flooding the earth, in a manner of speaking. When evil was becoming rampant in the earth and the thoughts of all men were evil continually. Quoting from Genesis. The condition of the earth, Genesis chapter 6. But then God found Noah. God had Noah build an ark. And the invitation was given to everybody, but the only people that joined Noah on the ark was his family. They're the only ones that joined him. See, when evil was flooding the earth, God raised up a standard. His name was Noah. His name was Noah. Let's move further along a little bit. Let's look at the evil that was happening to the children of Israel in Egypt. Their oppression was growing and growing. Their mistreatment was growing. And they began to cry out to the Lord for deliverance. And what happened? God sent a man by the name of Moses. And God used 
Moses to deliver Israel from Egypt. When the enemy was coming in like a flood, God raised up Moses. Now, let's just skip on up a little bit further, shorten this up a little bit. But when the sins of humanity were flooding the earth, in a manner of speaking, all of our sins, God raised up a standard against that and provided a way of victory. His name, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus became the Savior of the world. When the enemy made it to where humanity had no hope, God provided a standard and brought deliverance to Jesus. See, my point in all of this is that so often when we look at this passage, we're looking for God to do something out there. But in reality, when God raises up a standard, he raises up people. And the thing of it is, see, part of your purpose in life is really to be the answer to people's prayer. Moses was the answer to Israel's prayer, even though they didn't realize it. Jesus was the answer to so many people's prayer. You see, at that point, most of the time when God does something, he does it through a person. And that person is the vehicle for the solution. The person, if you would, carries the standard, much like Jesus carried the cross. You see, the thing of it is, John chapter 1 talks about that Jesus came into the world and that he was the light of the world. And it says there that the darkness could not conquer the light. You see, as our world is getting darker and darker, the solution to it is light. It's light. It's not, stop, we need to stop thinking about the flood of things that's coming. And we need to understand that what dispels darkness is light. It's light. All we, what we have to do is begin to shine the light. Take the light out from under the basket. If you would, that light, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. You're also the salt of the earth. The salt is the preserver. It stops the rot. But the, but the bottom line is, we as a church have been taught to stay out of those things. And so as we've stayed out of it, darkness has filled, the, <laughs> filled everywhere it can and the decay is continuing to spread throughout the entire system. Why? Because the salt hasn't gotten engaged in the process. You, as the salt of the earth, you have to get engaged in what is happening. And by that, I would say, you know, voting is huge. Huge. I, I would encourage you, early voting um, started September 22nd. If you haven't voted yet, you, you need to go vote. You need to go vote. 
and, and with it, you know, uh, with concerns about election integrity, the, the quickest way, the best way that you can make sure that your vote is protected is to vote early, to vote early. You know, I know people in our church that have went to vote and were told somebody else voted. That, that could be as simple as somebody marked the wrong line. I do not believe that there's major corruption in, in our area. I, I just don't believe it. But there is the possibility of corruption anywhere. And, and the bottom line is we have to understand that we need to get engaged. The minimum is voting. The minimum is voting. That's where you start. You need, and you need to vote for people that will carry light. Now, at that point, do they need other things as well? Yes. But where we've got to really start is will, will they be the standard against the darkness? Will they say, no, you can't, darkness, you cannot come any further? Will, are they willing to draw that line? Because if they're not willing to draw that line, then the rest of it really doesn't matter. They're going to keep letting darkness keep going. We, we, have, to, we have to stand with people that are willing to confront the agenda that is being pushed onto our families and pushed onto our kids. Too often, you see, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing looks good, sounds good, polished. But the bottom line is its agenda is wrong. What we have to understand is we have to have people committed to the right agenda and then we need to support them. We need to vote, them, vote for them. We need to help them. You see, when the enemy comes in like a flood and he raises up the standard, that standard is you. God bless you. See you next. See you tomorrow.